0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This
1: podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network.
2: Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
1: Hello and welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicke and on each episode of this show we look at one of the classics. And joining me to look at the classic this week from the Human Ordinary podcast, it's Sam Loy.
3: Hello, hello.
1: Hello, hello. And joining Sam and I from the Weekly Planet podcast, it's Nick Mason. Woo!
2: Yeah! Thank you! Thank
1: you! All around applause. Appreciate it. Can I just point out that Nick, you were the uh, biggest applauder of Uh, both Sam and yourself. (laughs) I was the instigator. Yes,
2: (laughs) that's true. I was trying to get a movement going. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Here's one for Dave. For Dave as well. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. I've got to clap you. Otherwise.
3: Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, I welcome. didn't realise we were clapping or else I would have, you know. I promise.
2: No, I no, I, I regret my decision instantly. I'm like, this is going to pop on the audio. They're gonna,
1: <laughs> Dave's going to have to fix this in
2: post. Yes, should,
3: we, should we start again with a <laughs> few, <laughs> few more
1: or less claps? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love a clap, love a clap. Good energy to start. We're recording this on a Sunday morn. Yeah. Mm. We big, are raring to go. <laughs> we're raring to go.
2: <laughs> big, big, big day, big weekend for politics. Yes, that's over right. Over here, but that's we're going right. to put it out of our minds. That's right. talk about a Classic.
1: Some classic politics. Yes. (laughs) A classic book. But thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Sam, it's your first time on the show. So I usually ask uh, people if they are a big reader now or they've ever been a big reader in the past because basically I started the show because I used to be a big reader Mm. when I was growing up, dropped off for a few years, and I'm forcing myself back into the world of
3: reading. Good for you. Well, then I wish that I also had a book cheat podcast yeah. to do. Because <laughs> I used to, uh, what do they call it? A vociferous reader. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, my hey. Hey. I yeah. think I
1: may have met my match. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'm going to
2: quietly leave yeah. and leave you boys to us. There you go. Yeah, if
3: you go. could
1: vociferously leave, am I using that right, Sam?
3: <laughs> Is that right? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, when in Rome. <laughs> um, so I used to uh, used to read heaps. Um, But now I don't read at all. I think the last thing I read was was a, a recipe.
2: Oh, yeah, can so. you tell me what the recipe was for? <laughs> it, was it was for <laughs> a vociferous lentil stew. Am
3: I using that right, guys? Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, and a Cajun chicken, I think it was. Oh, delicious. Yeah, did yeah. you actually?
1: Did you just read the recipe and get hungry and then get takeaway or did you actually cook the Cajun chicken?
3: No, I just had a couple of minutes to spare, so I thought, <laughs> I'll, I'll read this. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> one of the vastest things to read. Yeah. I should say on the recipe, you know, it takes five minutes for preparation, 20 to cook, one minute to read. That's how they mm. should say how long it Very takes.
3: Very good, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I haven't read anything in quite a while. It seems that actually podcast podcasting has destroyed my life, actually.
1: So. <laughs> well, we should t- quickly talk <laughs> about it. Amen. <laughs> your, your podcast, Human Ordinary, I mean, it's a great podcast. And... We all know that podcasts take time, but yours takes a lot more time than nearly all the other <laughs> podcasts.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've done it to myself though, haven't I? So yeah. I mean, <laughs> You've I do, gone the extra mile. I've gone the extra mile, you know, doing these audio documentaries. So yeah, it does It does take a bit. I was probably thinking, like, I reckon there's probably about 40 hours in each episode, which is oh. like a lot. And it's stupid though. It's really
1: stupid. And how many in the, the latest season?
3: Uh, how many episodes? Yeah. There'll be sixteen, but not all just me. Because
1: you have a team now. You I've have got a three, team. three more, three more <laughs> Cause producers. That, yeah, Cause, yes. Cause how else could you do sixteen times forty hours? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I've stopped reading <laughs> recipes. It's <Yeah.
2: laughs> been a waste of my life, and I'm just going to make more shows. That's yep. one,
1: one minute extra each day for you there.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and
2: and your producers are all around the world now, so or all all about the place. So you can yeah, do a, you know, you can do a, a, an episode about. People who foam at the mouth for you know over trains. That's right in America. It's, so and, yeah. and the
3: next one, which will be out uh, in, in a week from now, is is set in Indian Kashmir. So, wow, that's cool. Yeah, so we've kind yeah. of got uh, yeah, stories from all over, and it's it's quite exciting. But but yeah, no no time to read, unfortunately. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. How about
1: how about you, Mason? Any time to read since I've last uh, had um, you on the show? Well, have you been well, reading
2: every every time uh, I come on this show, I struggle to remember something I've read. But it's not that I don't read novels. I think I read a lot of my. Uh, dumb uh, passion in books is i think like books about clothes and the history of clothes so i've been reading recently a book it's called true fit the the collected history of denim and it's about like the history of like jeans and denim and like people who like go through old gold mines trying to find like old miners jeans and 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 like sell them to like collectors and sell them to like really people, like, yeah people do that yeah like so like yeah yeah that's that's the thing they're called they're called pickers and they'll go to like old like warehouses and like you know burnt out buildings and gold mines and stuff and then they'll find like an old pair of jeans from like 1901 and then they'll go to like like a ralph lauren or like a fashion brand and be like this is for your archive and then the, the fashion brand will be like okay well this is how a gold miner would wear out their jeans and you know this is how they, where the rips and tears would be and then they just kind of Copy it and sell it for hundreds of dollars. Yeah, wow. it's kind of like that's wow, fascinating. Way. Yeah, that so that's all. Really yeah, that's a. It's a well, yeah, so it's like it's and it's kind of like I. It's like the aesthetic is fascinating because it's like people in old pickup trucks like driving out to the old west and they've all got big beards. Yep. and they all dress the part. They all have like those big dungarees with suspenders and like. That's what I was gonna say. Like those overall. Yeah, kind they of have things, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they sort of live the life, and it's all like yep. dusty roads and and. And this, and it's fascinating to me that they're going to old gold mines, but they're not finding gold. Yeah, they're finding pants. They're finding pants.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the big pockets in the front where you can store like chewing tobacco. Yeah, a, exactly, an, and a bowl yeah. of prawns or yeah, something like that. Exactly.
2: Yeah, so oh, that's that's really interesting. So yeah. I read I read a lot of those. So it's like they're 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 all sort of like midway between like a real like a like a book book and like a coffee table book. They're mm. like large format, kind of like. A lot of text, a lot of pictures. Wow! Which is my it's my happy medium. Well, less text, more pictures. You know.
3: Well, actually, I should have said that the books that I have read lately, because we read every day to our kids, so and they're like that. A lot of yeah. lot of pictures. <laughs> yeah. Right. Few words. Yeah. Yeah. Find your really happy good.
2: place. That's what I say. Yeah. Yes. A lot of
3: denim. Yeah. <laughs> not so much. Well, not yeah. so much. Or look maybe maybe in two tough teddies, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. A, a riveting page turner. I was going to say, look reasonably. at the rivets on these. Look at the. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, very nice
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I've been reading Please. lately And that is uh, the subject of this week's episode oh. And um, I've decided to go with another Shakespeare Ooh. So this is the third one I've done on the show So I started with Othello mm-hmm. And I did Hamlet previously with you, yes, Nick Mason that's right You are one of my Shakespearean experts Thank you uh, <laughs> Thank you for coming back <laughs> And uh, people are able to suggest books or plays or novels or whatever that that I can do. And this one has been suggested by uh, Paris Drinkwater from Newcastle. Oh, that's a great come name! It's a fantastic that's, name. I've actually met Paris a, a couple of times at live uh, do go on shows. So. And that's
2: a name that somebody would
1: name their kid in Newcastle. Bit of bit of <laughs> bit of romance, you know. <laughs> so, so a big shout out to Paris, for your ongoing support. Thank you very much. Uh, if people can write why I should do a text, and she wrote. Uh, this is why I should do The Tempest. I read it in high school and really loved it. And I think other people would love it. And they would love it even more if they didn't have to read Shakespeare. <laughs> it's a perfect book, cheat book. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Paris. And if you, anyone out there wants to suggest a book or play, there's a little link in a, the description of this episode if you want to click that. And uh, maybe I will do that next time. But uh, The Tempest, this week's episode, do you have much knowledge of The Tempest, Meso? Here's the thing. When you mention The Tempest... I'm
2: like, did I read that in school or not read it in school? So I feel like you
1: may or
2: may not have read it, it, but clearly it didn't make that much impact and I'm curious as to why. Is there a wizard in it?
1: Yes, it's a very magical play. Ooh. This one, a yes. wizard in it. Okay, nice. so I know that
3: much. Okay, it, it, but I, is but there I don't a know. Tempest in it? Good yeah.
1: question. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the whole point of the show is that I tell you about it. But if you know everything about it, <laughs> <laughs> we've
3: yes, got so a wizard. Is... We've got a tempest. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, that's ba- they're the basic themes: yeah. wizardry yeah. and tempestry. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but is am it I about that right, is it about a wizard and he makes a weather changing machine, and it's up to Rafe finds and Uma Thurman to stop him. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's the plot of the movie The Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's basically it. All right, cool. And you can see the similarities here. Shakespeare oh, yeah. really ripped off that, off that comic. But um, so The Tempest was written by Shakespeare in around 1611. It's one of his last plays written uh, five years before he died. Uh, originally, Shakespeare... allegedly, uh, allegedly died. Or allegedly... <laughs> Do I say, did I was
2: I a, was I a big Shakespeare truther last time on this podcast? <laughs> that that I of... wonder. Was he even real? Yeah. Was
1: he? Well, it's actually pointed at as probably the last play that he wrote alone. Mm. So other ones have since been. Oh, that was a collaboration, but this is probably the last one that he wrote alone. Oh. All right, with like Pitbull. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, okay.
2: (laughs) You can can always tell the Pitbull verse is coming up in a Shakespeare play. Shake
1: feet Pitbull. Yes. (laughs) Now, originally Shakespeare's works were published together as his first folio, the famous first folio, and they were divided into three categories, tragedies, histories, or comedy plays. And The Tempest was originally classified as a comedy, Mm -hmm. but... These but look out for that. Hang on, okay. I don't
3: know any wizards in comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: right. Magic is not funny. No. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> but these days, scholars mostly classified as a romance play because magic, very sexy. Mm, it's
4: that's very right.
3: sure is. <laughs> yep.
1: So uh, I don't know. At the end, you can probably tell me if you think it's funnier or sexier or possibly oh, both. So we have the responsibility. Are we going to reclassify you can, it? This Shakespeare right. again? You can
2: classify. Okay. All
3: right. All right. Nice one. Mm-hmm. Well, I, no. hope it's, I hope it's like a sci-fi horror, actually. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually, yeah, you can, whatever genre you want to put it into. That's totally Wait, this fine. was a cookbook the whole time. Wait a second. Well, that would appeal, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Recognise that Cajun chicken recipe. Mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, our play opens, Act 1, Scene 1.
3: Oh. Oh. That's it's a
1: conventional. Good, That's a good place to start. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Our play opens on a ship. Do, do, do,
2: uh, may I interrupt before we get started, <laughs> please? Do any Shakespeare plays do that device where they start at the end and then it's like, but um, that's me, but guess how I got here, kind of thing, and then they wind back to the start? Well, or is of, that a, or is that a modern device? I wonder.
3: Well, Romeo and Juliet kind of does. It gives it gives you away. Yeah, that's end. true. Tell yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it jumps back, but yeah, yeah that's right okay. a bit of
1: uh, the bit of poetry at the start there, okay. mm. yeah. a bit of a long time ago on a galaxy far, far away. No, I mean, I'm it's, right. it's, it's, it's yeah. a few
3: star-crossed lovers. Yeah. A bit, a bit
2: of a spoiler, all right? Yeah, Star- <laughs> good.
1: Star Wars crossed. Welcome lovers. to Romeo and Juliet,
2: folks. Uh, they both die at the end. <laughs> one pretends to kill themselves, and then the other one does, and then the other one double does. Yeah, that's right. But it's and a great with, story. And, and on with the play. That. Don't even worry about yeah. it,
1: <laughs> guys. Baz Luhrmann did it with guns. Whoa. All right, sorry. Act one, one. <laughs> uh, our play opens on a ship mm-hmm. caught in a wild storm. Oh, a tempest! A tempest, if you will. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> Which, if people aren't familiar with that, that's where the play gets its title from. A tempest mm. is a wild storm. Should have been called a tempest then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that this is the most important tempest ever. It's oh, the yeah. tempest. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. Okay. Or possibly in this world, the only tempest ever. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're very confused as to what's happening. Uh, the people on board are Italian, and you know that because all their names end in O. Mm-hmm. We've got mm-hmm. Alonso, Antonio, Gonzalo, Stefano, Trinculo. Well, now they're just
2: taking the piss. Gonzalo. <laughs> Gonzalo yeah. I don't know. Um, he ran out halfway through and he went, Gonzalo.
1: <laughs> well, he did run out because there's also uh, two other guys, Ferdinand and Sebastian. Okay. All
2: right. right.
1: Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Look, uh, that's a lot of names, there, and I don't want to confuse you or the listeners with too many names early on. But the important ones here are there's four. And if you ha- later on, I'll try and remind you. But if you have no idea, we okay. can keep going over it. Mm-hmm. Alonzo is the king of Naples, the most important person on the boat. Very good, okay, very right. good.
3: All right.
1: Then Sebastian, who I just mentioned, he's the king's brother. All right, or also quite important. Mm-hmm. Ferdinand, who's the king's son, okay, next in line to the throne, mm-hmm. and then also Antonio, who is the Duke of Milan. Oh, okay. Sexy. Mm-hmm. So there are four main ones that I should point out there. So, so Naples has got a king. Is this is this historically accurate? Did Naples have a king? Is this a thing? Yes, it seems to be divided at the time. Italy into uh, separate areas. Uh. I mean, Shakespeare is not always historically accurate. Sometimes I uh, remember in a, in a previous one I've done here on Othello was talking about uh, fighting against. Uh, I don't know, the Turks or something. And then mm. I read into it and I was like, oh, no, they were never at war during this time. So we sort of just sometimes oh, just make stuff up. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how dare he? <laughs> yeah. That's how easy it is. Oh, my goodness.
3: <laughs> all right, all right. I've, I've actually been to Naples. A oh. little little tidbit there. Did you meet the king? Uh, I did not. No, he was <laughs> busy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I went I went over and they're like, he's just ducked out for some sugar. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, Naples sugar too. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. It's, yeah, yeah, right. Some the, of the best sugar. The good stuff. Yeah.
1: So they're caught, caught in the Tempest, uh, and they're on their way back from a wedding in Africa where King Alonzo's daughter has just married a Tunisian prince. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're there. They were in good spirits, but now they're caught in a wild Did she get
2: a look in, or is she just done for the rest of the flight? <laughs> I'm it?
1: afraid she does not come back. Okay, right. Wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. I mean, so, spin- so there's potential for a side story. Yeah, yeah, Like, definitely. what happened in Africa? You Bit know? of a spin-off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's never mentioned again. <laughs>
2: Did she start her own, like, airborne cargo company, like Tailspin? I'm gonna go with yeah. Ca- the cartoon tailspin. <laughs> yeah. is that, okay, all right.
1: <laughs> <It's> tailspin. <laughs> okay. That's canon now. If we're if we're revising hey, stuff, yeah, that's right. Put it in your essay, guys. Mm-hmm. Put it in your yeah, essay. That's right. Just like tailspin. Dot dot dot. <laughs> so they're on. The, they're panicking. They're going to die, basically, because it's such yeah. a wild storm. Everyone is, except for a character known simply as the boatswain, who was a super relaxed crew member. They remind him to think about who was on board. The king, for God's sake. They say. The king's on board. Think about it. He replies, quote, none that I love more than myself. If you can command these elements to silence and work the peace of the present, we will not hand a rope more. Use your authority, end quote. Basically, if uh, if he was that important, the king, then why doesn't he use his power to stop this storm? Oh, but in- Why
3: didn't he just say
1: that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, there's a lot of flowery language there, but I've immediately... Imagine the boatswain is like a Matthew McConaughey, like a real (laughs) laid back dude, because he's like, I don't love no one more than myself, you know, just just be cool, guys. Everything
1: is said, like whistling through his teeth. Yeah, it's going to be fine. (laughs) He's basically like, shut the hell up whilst I try and save our lives, all right? The noblemen leave to pray for the king and they're all basically prepared to die. And that is the opening scene. Boom! Straight in there.
3: Whoa! Titles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, tempest. the Tempest, starring Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <as> Boat Boatswain. <laughs> Do you reckon like like all the boatswains? Their actual their name is Wayne, and they just work on boats. So yeah. they go, "Hey, that's the boatswain." That's the boatswain. And then there's the there's the paddock Wayne and the stable Wayne, <laughs> trains Wayne, trains Wayne, mm. and the Cox Wayne, But we won't ask what he
1: does. <laughs> He'll never tell. <laughs> Uh, scene two is much calmer by comparison. It takes place on an, the land of a nearby island where a man named Prospero. Wizard. It's
2: a wizardly oh, that name. Is a wizard. I reckon <laughs> that's the wizard. I reckon that's the wizard. That's, that's a good right.
1: guess. That yeah. That is the wizard. Ah. He's watching the ship caught in the storm with his daughter, Miranda. What do you think of that name?
3: Daughter of a wizard. I'm <laughs> yeah, calling it. It's it's ma- magical name, Miranda. It is, yeah. Miranda. Yeah, yeah is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Picnic in Hanging Rock. Oh. Miranda! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I right. hope there is a character screaming out Miranda in this play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Well, Miranda asks her father to make sure that no one's been killed by the shipwreck, and he tells her that no one has. But how does he know? What? Wizardry. Wizardry. And then mysteriously tells her it's about time she found out who she really is. Ooh. <laughs> oh. This is a sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It is taking her back to a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. In Milan. <laughs> Miranda is keen to hear more and even says that many a time her father has started this story but stopped before completing it. But he tells her this time. She'll hear it all. He starts his story and, if, and every few sentences he asks her if she's still listening. She's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, but are you listening? She's like, yeah, you, this is such a great story. She literally says it would, it could cure deafness. It's such a great story. And he's like, but are you listening? <laughs> he seems <laughs> cripplingly insecure, yeah, yeah. this Honestly, guy. it's at least four times he stops and like with this quite interesting story about her life and she's like, he, I think she's a teenager maybe. She's texting. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's, come on, <laughs> come on, you with me? I mean... <laughs> She's too cool for this bedtime story. Prospero asked her if she has any memory of how they got to the island, as it happened before she was three years old. She doesn't remember their old life, and is surprised when Prospero tells her that he was once a very powerful man, the Duke of Milan.
3: Ooh, hang on, hang on. We've already met a Duke of Milan.
1: Yeah, oh. Hang on a second. But he was the previous Duke of Milan. Prospero wasn't that interested in politics, (laughs) however, and he gave some of his power to his brother, Antonio. (gasps) It was one of the guys on the ship we saw in the storm. That Duke of Milan. What mm. happened was Antonio got a little too big for his boots and with the, Alonzo, the King of Naples, they plotted to get rid of Prospero so Antonio could replace him as the Duke. Stabbed his brother in the back. Whoa, look mm. out.
2: So wait, at this point, has Prospero seen anybody on the shipwreck? Does, does he know who's in the shipwreck?
1: We Through don't know yet. Magic. Is this just a big coincidence?
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: But how does yeah. he know no one's dead? He's guessing. Yeah, yeah. That could, he, he just doesn't want to upset his daughter. That could be the thing. They've all gone to live
2: on a farm, I can tell from over here. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. Oh, they're having a great time. They love storms. An army marched on Milan to drive out Prospero and to kick him out of town. But because Prospero was loved by the people, remember, he's the one telling the story, so we don't know if this is true, if he's just big noting himself to Uh his daughter. (laughs) He says that some people prepared a crappy little raft for him and his daughter to escape on. He describes it as a rotten carcass of a boat that even rats had left because they knew how dangerous it was. He did not want to get on this boat. Is that the origin of the phrase, rats
2: leaving a sinking ship?
1: It or possibly could be. Or maybe that was a thing
2: beforehand. I imagine there was no shortage of rats leaving sinking ships yeah, in Shakespeare's yeah. time. He may not have invented yeah. that. He invented a lot of phrases, a yeah. few
1: of which I'll go over at the all end. All right, all right. A few, a few things he coined, but I did not come across mm. that, that phrase. All but right, maybe, okay. mm. I mean, he's that good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
3: <He's that good. laughs> the, the original will I. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the only reason- Will I is- thus. <laughs> The only reason they survived on this carcass of a boat was because it was equipped with supplies of food, clothing, water, and magic books by a man named Gonzalo, who was also in the large boat just caused in the Tempest. Yes. wow! Oh, it's such a coincidence here, I tell you what. So uh, that's Miranda's episode of Who Do You Think You Are, taking care of.
3: Wait, are they, are they magic books because they have magic, like? Inside them, like you can learn, or are they the books themselves? Like magic, like they get up and fly through the air. And
1: I think it's more like spells and such. Yeah, okay. But I wouldn't put it past these these books to fly. Yeah, it could happen.
3: It'd be pretty cool, flying book.
2: You better believe it. <laughs> it's Definitely true. <laughs> you you wouldn't think they'd kick him out of the country though if he had flying books.
1: Yeah, no. You'd hope
3: not. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope he'd become also like you- a sideshow at a, at a yeah. circus. Or also, something.
2: you probably wouldn't need a raft if you had a flying book.
3: Hmm. Mm.
2: bye on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> zip your, zip about.
2: Leave
3: your infant audible.
2: Yeah. That's and right. And no, she'd have a little book as well. Yeah, no. It's a bit like the Dora. She'd have Titanic. one of those four
3: those four page books, you know, the big mm. cardboard ones. Yeah, I I know them well. Mm. Oh, your kids have magic books. Yep, yep. Plenty of magic books at my home. Yep. You put them down, you come back, and they're torn in two pieces. Right. Just wow. As if by magic. Wow, magic. Yeah.
1: So Prospero, that's that's her backstory explained to her. This and happened. he's waited. How how old is she? So she was just under three, and twelve years have gone past. So she's nearly fifteen now. Okay,
2: and f- and for the last twelve years, she's been like, "Dad, can you explain why we're on this island?"
1: And he always starts and then just trails off <laughs> right. and then walks away. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, da- dad, dad,
2: dad! I can see you. this island's like this island's like ten feet wide. <laughs> I can see you over there. You're just standing <laughs> there. Answer me, dad. And then, but now he's chosen the point where there's been a shipwreck and there's stuff to do, and he's like, "Well, now it's time.
1: Now it's time." And also even though she's obviously desperate to know. He's like, are you listening? Are you listening? She's like, Dad, just don't walk away. Uh, so he he tells her it's such a stroke of luck that their enemies have miraculously crashed near the, their island. But that's a long story, and now she's sleepy, so she does just fall asleep. <laughs> Bored now,
2: Dad. Bye. Yeah.
1: So Maybe it is something you need to keep engaging her, or she will fall yeah, asleep during your right. long story. That's why he's never got to the end before, because... Other times he hasn't said, are you listening, and yelled in her face. Yeah. And she's fallen asleep on him, I imagine.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So she's asleep. Then Prospero calls for his spirit, Ariel, to appear.
3: Ariel. Oh. Like the Little Mermaid.
1: Yes. <laughs> I tell you, he's ripping off people left, right and centre. Yeah, right?
2: Disney is going to be on him. His <laughs> no. law- their lawyers are going to be on They're him. Real- Quick smart. good
1: lawyers too. Uh, it turns out that Prospero is a bit of a magic man and his spirit, <laughs> Ariel, acts on his behalf. It turns out that he got Ariel to create the storm around the ship. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just a coincidence, guys. No. Mm-hmm. He was in control of the Tempest. The Tempest Maker. Yes. Yeah. Would have been a better title as well. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, Prospero's orders, he makes all the noblemen abandon ship. This is Ariel with, with the storm. And then splits them up and washes them ashore on different parts of the island. Ooh. So it's there is. It's a real are, Hunger
2: Games situation. Yeah, it is.
1: Well, they're in a few groups here. So the king's son, Ferdinand, the next in line to the throne, the prince uh, uh, is all alone. The ship's crew, including the boatswain, didn't abandon ship as they were prepared to go down with it. So they are still on board but are now docked safely in a secluded part of the island.
2: Mm. Oh, Death and, Cove. Yeah. <laughs> the safest place on the island. <laughs>
1: And the other noblemen, including King Alonso and Prospera's dodgy brother, Antonio, are in a third spot on the island. So it is obviously quite a large island. Yeah. They're all split, split apart. Also, the other ships that were in their group thought that their ship crashed and sunk in the storm, so no one is going to send any search parties to look for them.
2: How convenient. So That's it right.
1: literally is all wrapped up in a neat little package at this
2: stage. Okay, let's go rescue that ship. Oh, I don't have any mobile phone service. Yeah, oh, well. oh, dear. Let's I, just abandon this. I mean, it
1: was only the king. Mm, yeah. Oh, don't well. Don't worry
2: about it, yeah. But I guess at that era, everybody's like, Maybe I could be the king. Yeah. The king's dead. There's only just... like
3: twenty people back then. Yeah, so, exactly. I'm yeah. now next
2: in line. I'm number nineteen. I
3: <laughs> he's could like, be the king.
1: Are you sure you're king? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. He definitely died. Or he's on another island and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are the odds he'll ever get back? So How I'm the king he- now. He
1: can't get back. No, and if exactly. he is, I'll play dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought you were you're gone. <laughs> we're all uh so Prospero's stoked with his spirit, Ariel's work. He mm-hmm. did a good job. High
3: yeah. five, Ariel. Yeah.
1: But Ariel reminds his master that he said if he did do a good job, that he'd be rewarded by having a year of his service taken off because he's basically a slave. Right. Oh. The, what is a- he? He's a spirit. He's a spirit, okay. yeah. And he's a he. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right. That's right. All right. But he's able to transform himself. To many different
3: look at it, really. forms. Yeah, uh, has he done that yet, or is that to come?
1: Well, he did. Well, he transformed himself into a storm in oh, a way. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, oh. oh, he's the tempest. Oh, he's the tempest. Well, he yeah. should have called it Ariel the Tempest. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, much better. He should have workshopped this title. <laughs> yeah, I
1: right? think the first thing that comes to your mind. He. I imagine he goes the tempest. That sounds deep. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it could mean many number of things. Maybe he could be like, people will think it's a metaphor, so I'm going to put it out
1: there. (laughs) And then the opening scene is, oh, my God, the tempest. (laughs) It's less than subtle. It really is. Uh, So he's like, you promised me a year off off my work here, if I did a good job, and I think I did a good job. Uh, Mm. And Prospero gets annoyed, who sees Ariel as ungrateful and reminds him that, that he was the one that rescued him. Oh. Before Prospero had arrived at the island, he was a spirit in service of a witch... But when he objected to doing evil things, she, the witch, placed him inside a tree as a prison, but then herself died and he was stuck there for 12 years before Prospero arrived
3: and freed him from the tree. And made him do not evil things like causing the shipwreck. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, he's happy for that.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a bit of a genie in a lamp situation. Mm. And now he's sort of indebted to his service. Ariel uh, backs down and thanks his master before being given a new job, which is to disguise himself as an invisible sea nymph. That only Prospero can see, which to me sounds like Prospero has a bit of a fetish for sea nymphs. Nymphs. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it's going to be invisible to everyone else, who cares what he looks yeah, like? Right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Be a sea nymph. Yeah. <laughs> no one else can see it, but I can. <laughs> yeah, just be a real sexy lady. Yeah, yeah <laughs>
2: nice. Only I can see you, though. Yeah. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> All right.
1: <It's> a, <laughs> just me. It's for me. It's a, it's a weird request. Yeah. I've got to be honest. It's a weird request. Mm. Uh, then another servant enters, this one named Caliban. Also a spirit or a regular man? Well, he's described as half human and half monster, as he's the daughter of a witch who used to be on the island and a devil.
3: Oh, look out. Right.
1: Caliban. Okay. Caliban. Would you describe him as indescribably ugly?
2: Is that mm. we get any description? What, I'd, I'd he... attempt to describe him, but I couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't do it. What does, he, what does he traditionally look like, I wonder, in, in, mm. when, he's, when he's depicted on stage? Is he? Do they give him, like, cloven feet or do they paint him red or is well, he just like a man with little horns on I've his head f- or something? I've
1: seen a few paintings inspired by him. He's, yeah. To me, he looks like he's got the f- semi-wolf-like face. Oh, yeah, in, in pretty the, cool. I don't I don't right. Anyway, yeah. right. but what your local theatre company does, mate, yeah. so, that's up to them. Maybe
2: the character arrives on stage and somebody off stage goes, imagine he looks like a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> pretty spooky, right? Yeah. Someone just yells out,
1: yuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Calivan's here. He's clearly angry at his master and comes in swearing. Oh. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. And what, do you have the swear? I, I want to know what a Shakespeare swear <laughs> well, is like. He's just
1: cursing and grumbling to himself. Uh, a bit of muttering, bit yeah. of muttering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you nincompoop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you friend. What, sorry, and the N word. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, he's annoyed at Prospero for enslaving him As Caliban used to live alone on the island And when Prospero arrived, when the boat just washed up ashore He showed him around and even pointed out the island's features Like streams and where to get food mm. and things like that oh, yeah. And
3: a rock Hey, we've yeah. got a rock here and there's some sand and
1: Starbucks is over there yeah.
2: But the good Starbucks is over there
1: yeah. <laughs> well, Prospero- Wi-Fi's bad at that Starbucks That one's good well, Prospero thanked his tour guide by enslaving him with
3: magic. Oh, come on! God, I don't know about this Prospero guy. It's no, yeah,
1: right. we well, he taught Caliban to speak, and Caliban jokes that he only knows how to curse and swear because he was taught. He's like, if you didn't want me to, if you didn't want me to answer back, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have t- taught me. That's to That's pretty English. funny. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's. Is, oh. there, is there a Disney movie
2: based on this one? I wonder. The Tempest. Because it feels I've like seen. Caliban is like the. Like the Iago, he's like the little sidekick. Okay, I mean he's a regular sized man that looks like a wolf, but I'm saying he's like the he's the he's the side guy who's like, "What are you doing?" Hey? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's, like,
3: <laughs> he's like the comic relief. Yeah, right. Everyone everyone likes him until he dies, and then he yeah. oh, <laughs> Caliban, oh Caliban, Caliban, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> he's just grumbling to himself.
1: Well, Prospero's like, "Go get some firewood," and he. Starts mumbling again. He threatens to use magic on him and give him cramps if he doesn't obey. <laughs> that's that's the big threat here. I will cramp you. I will cramp you hardcore. Oh, that Your calf, that's going to cramp up. That's right. A little wiggle of this finger,
2: you'll get some cramps, oh, buddy. Oh, oh. pull oh, me leg. Well, he obeys. My cramp legs are my favourite feature. Ow. Ooh.
3: Well, he obeys because he's so scared of getting more cramps. This is amazing. Mm. Oh, such threats. You no, <laughs> sure it th- wasn't
1: crabs? I'll give you crabs. Oh,
3: well, that's way yeah. worse. I'll give you crabs. Yes. Yeah. Give you the crabs. Oh, no. Oh, no. I saw my breeches the last time. i am going to get out of here. Well,
1: this is the opening. This is uh, Act One still there. Finally, in Act One, which is a big setup. We're meeting all the characters. Finally, in Act One, Ferdinand, the son of King Alonso, who Ariel made sure was on his own, mm-hmm. meets Prospero. And his daughter Miranda.
3: Yeah, of course he does. Miranda yeah.
1: wakes up. She's waking up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, rubbing a couple of fingers together yeah, there. Yeah. What does
3: that mean? They're going to, uh, that's a, a, a traditional greeting in, in uh, Naples. Oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of you shaking been? hands, they, yeah, they I do get this. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they put their fingers together. Oh, I, get and, it, yeah. I get it. I get it. The ET, I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Miranda, who has literally never met anyone who isn't her dad or her her half devil slave falls instantly in love with Prince Ferdinand. Mm-hmm. First man she's ever seen. Ferdinand is also instantly in love with Miranda.
2: Because he's we- a creep. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> you
2: can't escape from this <laughs> island either. <Yeah. laughs>
1: All right. Uh, and Prospero watches on. He's secretly stoked about this. He's like, this is part of the plan. That's why I wanted him to be on his own. I got Ariel to to separate him from the group. I wanted my daughter to marry this prince. But. He doesn't want to make it too easy for these young lovers or let them fall in love too fast. Okay. Mm. You know, he doesn't want to just be a quick little fling and then it burns out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he, wants, yeah. he wants true love.
3: Well, he wants his daughter treated with respect.
1: Mm. And how do you mm-hmm. do that? By telling her that this man is a liar and that he's not a prince <laughs> <laughs> and that he's going to capture he, him until he can work out who he really is. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to give him cramps until he gives up his true identity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, he, he freezes him with magic and leads him away from Miranda, who's still clearly smitten with the guy. So that is the opening act. How are we feeling?
3: Wow. I, I need a wash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Please a- well, ask them and I'll try to answer
2: them. First of all, it's clearly some sort of revenge plot. Mm. But how did he even, like in 12 years, I'm, ama- I'm amazed that all the, all the characters from Naples, Milan, etc.,
1: haven't just died already. Like, mm. it's, it's that era. Like, they, they should be dead. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all alive. All the yeah. ones he was mentioning from earlier. The mm. king, his brother, Gonzalo that helped him out, they're all mm. still, still alive. The boatswain, you know? Beloved boatswain. He's been caught up in this. <laughs> My favourite character so far, who sadly will not return.
3: Oh. Oh. But just he a, won't. Just a cameo. But he won't
1: mm. die either. So,
3: I'm oh getting, good. All right. good. so okay. there could be like yeah. a sequel.
1: Boatswain
2: Part 2. I'm yeah. getting a little bit of uh, The Secret of Monkey Island vibes, which is a, a game I played back in the
1: day. I oh, okay. Yeah, I, I remember could that. Could have been based on The Tempest or is it just the island? There's <laughs> certainly the island is the biggest element.
2: Yeah, it? yeah. There was some magic.
3: I there remember some... pirates and...
1: Yeah, grog. Well, I assume yeah. this this place has some sort of pirate
3: cove. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but mm. right. Now, does... does... The king's son recognized Prospero. Surely they would have like had something to do with each other magic in the too past. Fast?
1: No, no. So I imagine that he is a, a, of similar similar age, perhaps because he hasn't seen Prospero in twelve years. Mm. He's mm. falling in love, so maybe he was just a child when yeah when mm-hmm. Prospero was kicked out of town. Yeah, even right. if he's a couple of years older than Miranda, right? But the age mm. isn't said. But yeah, I'm imagining that he's also a teen. Mm. Heartthrob, of course, of, course. of
3: course. <laughs> yeah. course, a real Zac Efron yeah. type, a yeah. young Zac, oh. Zac Efron. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. where did where did Prospero get his magic from? Was he Just born with well, it, like a mutant, like an X Man. Yeah, it's not- maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> well,
1: it's not, I'm not. It's not. Never said whether or not he was magic or. He just got the magic books and has had so long alone on the island ah, that he's taught okay, himself right. magic. Yeah, that's right. mad, isn't it? Because that's that's all card tricks or whatever it's all. It's, it's just, just hours of just in a mirror right. going okay, he's, all right. Yeah, just turning the cards. And he's had so much time to practice that he's just become quite powerful. But okay. Perhaps or it's never said whether or not he had magic beforehand because mm. if he did, wouldn't he have stopped his brother from kicking him out? See, I, yeah. that's See, my I, theory. Why,
2: anyway. that's probably yeah. true, but I I sort of imagine him initially as like the court magician kind of thing. You know, like that they had traditionally. What's this behind yeah. your ear? Ooh, ooh! Here, <laughs> it's my, its the papers demanding my exile. Oh no!
3: Oh. ooh, ooh! Watch me pull this gourd out of some pantaloons. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like all the like your Merlins and etc. Like they're all
1: half a devil, aren't they? They're all you know. So maybe that—that's this guy's mm. deal. And but he also does have that beautiful magic-sounding name, Prospero. Prospero. That's
3: true. Yeah, yeah. that
1: sounds. Magical.
3: There is a, I'm trying to think, I think there's like a, a Peter Greenaway movie, like a real like arty, arty movie called Prospero's Books. Oh, I imagine that that would
1: definitely be have a reference. A, yeah. yeah. It must
3: have something to do with it. Maybe it's the story of how we got his magic. Yeah, yeah. right. How uh-huh. Prospero got his magic back. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, <laughs> Again, yeah. that would have been a better title
3: <laughs> for that film.
1: <laughs> but we should just come up with better titles for stuff. Yeah, on that's what title cheat. That's yeah. what this should be called. <laughs>
2: yeah. And it's for very specific high school essays where you just have to come up with better titles. The world is crying out for it, you know? There's somebody at home listening to this being like, my only task this week was to come up with a
1: better title for this. (laughs) But imagine the essay. And in conclusion, that's why I think it should have been called Prejudice and Pride. (laughs) It just rolls off
3: the tongue. Mm -hmm. How about Pride and or Prejudice? Yes. (laughs) It makes you think. Yeah.
1: And there are five acts, but I don't want to panic anyone. That is definitely the longest bit because we, we have to meet all the characters. All right. right.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: But over on uh, another part of the island, we find the other noblemen that have been washed ashore and unbeknownst to them, kept alive by the spirit, Ariel.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: In this group, we've got King Alonso,
4: mm-hmm.
1: Antonio, mm. Pros- Prospero's brother that stabbed him in the back. Mm. Gonzalo, the one that gave Prospero food and water and magic books on his raft. So mm. the only one that treated him with kindness. Yep. And Sebastian, the king's brother.
3: Do, do we think that Sebastian is a bit, you know, like the the black sheep of the family? Like his name's a bit different, you know?
1: Well, yeah, He just doesn't sound like they ever thought that he'd be in line for the throne.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah,
1: like he's so down, so far down the pecking order. They're like, eh, whatever. But they all think, having said this, that Alonso's son Ferdinand must have drowned because, remember, he's the one that's been separated from the group that's fallen in love with Miranda. Well, we can't
2: see him. So he yeah, must be they're, dead.
1: They're all bummed about it. Gonzalo, the one that helped out Prospero, is the only one in the group that shows any positivity or gratefulness for being alive, and the others bag him out because of it. He's the <laughs> nice guy of the group. Yeah, he's also
2: uh-huh. gets bullied by the group. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what happens. Is you know, in any given social group, the pecking order is determined, and if you're like, well, we're trapped on an island for a bit, let's all make fun of this guy because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be the guy everybody makes fun of in the island.
1: You, you got to let's get, let's get him. You got to strike first. Mm. Then Ariel, our or Ariel, as I have been saying, our magic spirit enters, and although no one can see him, remember invisible see Nymph, nymph. Mm. Yeah, they can hear the music he is playing, which sends all but Antonio and Sebastian to sleep. Oh, because there's also some other people in the gr- other noblemen in the group. But I just, right. uh-huh. for ease of confusion, I haven't named them. They have, sorted nobleman, and they don't have many lines either. Mm. Antonio, I think there's a there's an
2: edit point there for you, Shakespeare. If They don't have many lines. Cut them out. Cut yeah. them. Cut mate. them out. Cut cut them. Them. Get them. Get rid of them.
1: He just wanted to give his his actor friends jobs.
2: Ah, yeah, that makes sense actually,
1: yeah. You have one line in Act 4 and that's it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and
1: he needed some people to be like,
2: well, I'm stuck on this island but at least I have Sprite, (laughs) you know. you are going to get the promo. And it's all
3: right, you've only got a couple of lines but you still get a festival pass, you can go see all the (laughs) other shows at the Globe. (laughs) all All the other Shakespeare. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You're part of something. You're part yeah, of that's it. True. There are no small parts. That's true. Only small ads for Sprite. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, you, and you're all right working on a profit share, aren't you? All right, let's do, <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. do this. You,
1: you're here for the exposure.
2: The next time you do a <laughs> show, when you do your own show, people will remember you yeah, as the guy in the right. background, you know? So right. If
1: you nail that background part. Mm-hmm. That's right. So everyone's asleep but Antonio and Sebastian. Antonio, the one that screwed his brother, Prospero, can't resist a little bit of a scheme. Mm. And he tells Sebastian, the king's brother, that he should kill his brother, the king, and take the throne for himself. Whoa. What a fun oh, prank, prank. Yeah. Black sheep. Uh-huh. yeah. while he's asleep, strike. Yeah.
3: Oh, God, aren't they wondering why all these other people just like fell to sleep around them? Like, <laughs> did they muse about that in the text or are they just, oh, look, they're asleep. Hey, you should kill your brother? Yeah, I think they, honestly,
1: it's a bit like, hey, while he's asleep, let's stab him. <laughs> I'm bored. What a. <laughs> Gotta stab something. Why don't you stab him? You wanna stab him so much, you know? He's like, nah, kill him. Because the king's heir, the son Ferdinand, they think is also dead, who was next in line to the throne. He basically tells Sebastian, if you kill your brother, you're it, mate. Mm. You're the next in line Yeah. because the heir's out as well. Mm. Antonio tells him about taking out his own brother and how much power it gave him and how it was the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> and Sebastian is convinced and the two conspirators draw their
3: swords to take out the king as he sleeps. You know what this is like? This is like Shakespeare's Survivor. Yes, it is. Yeah, in a real survivor vibe from this. Outwit, outplay. Mm -hmm. That's
1: right. Who will be Mm -hmm. the last one hanging on to this piece of jungle equipment? (laughs) You can always have some ridiculous challenge. We're going to stand still for like 14 hours on a stilt or something. Hell yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, that's that's this but They're going to kill someone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I also love they're also in the middle of nowhere with no ship. So you kill the king and you go, great, now we have to get home so I can tell everyone that I'm the new king.
2: (laughs) There's a few steps to go anyway. But it's all right. We have all this king meat now, so we can survive on that for a
1: while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. will be rescued, I think. But I'm to the king. We ate him. Okay. Well, I guess that makes you the new king. That's right. I'm full of king. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. It's a royale with cheese. That's what they call it. I knew this applause would come in handy. Thank you. There it is. Thank you very much. But, of course, meanwhile, back at Naples, they think, you know, the king's dead and when all his success yeah. is dead. I mean, so they've, th- like, chosen, you know, he, Joe Bloggs. You know. They've
1: already <laughs> chosen someone else. Yeah. And in theory, I mean, even if you get home, it could be weeks. So then they've moved on. Yeah. Mm. And you turn up and you go, oh, actually, the king's dead. They go, yeah, we know. Oh, No. But not how you think he's dead. I killed him and now I'm king.
3: <laughs> They're but, like, no, we've got this yeah. big Birdo over here. Yeah. He's- <laughs>
1: I mean, Chris is the new king. <laughs> yeah. All hail Chris. Oh, not Chris. Mm, Chris. We
2: all I'm hate Chris. So. Yeah.
3: So, well, he's he the 20, only one left. Yeah, there's only 20 people to choose from. Yeah. And-
2: yeah. yeah. All right. He's tall for the time. So he's the
1: king now, I guess. He's five foot eight. So he's now the king. So they draw their swords to kill the king. But the spirit, Ariel. Mm. the sea nymph, has been Mm -hmm. watching on, and he whispers into the good man Gonzalo's ear as he sleeps that he should awake to protect the king, and Gonzalo sits up and yells, Preserve the king! (laughs) Which wakes everyone up. Mm -hmm. They're like, huh? Antonio and Sebastian explain that they have their swords drawn because they thought they heard something. Oh,
3: yeah. Nice, good quick
1: thinking, though. I like that. That's good. The group seem to accept this, and they continue their search for Prince Sebastian, who they hope is alive. No, sorry, not... Wrong, wrong, Prince. Yep, Ferdinand. Prince Ferdinand, Ferdinand. who I hope Damn. is still alive. Nice. That's the end of that beautiful scene.
2: I'm lucky I was paying attention to some of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it'd been like, yep,
2: yep, Sebastian, he is. That was a test. I feel yeah. that was a test to see if, for Dave to see if we were still yeah. paying attention. You passed. You passed the test. Yeah.
3: I I quite like that scene. I think that's a good scene. That had a lot of intrigue. And, yeah, and yeah. A bit um, of danger, of, bit of tension. What, yeah. what happened?
2: And it shows that you know. You're only one good meal away from assassinating a king. You know what you know what I mean. You know, you cool. just put it, put everybody in an island, see how fast society breaks down.
1: Yeah, that's right. Do you really respect the king? It's when... a real Lord of the Fries
2: situation. You know what I mean. <laughs> yes.
1: Mm. Well, our next Late scene night vegan food, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic food. Mm. Our next scene is Caliban collecting f- wood for his master, torments him with spirits that pinch and bite him. So it's not just cramps. Oh. There's also pinches and bites. Oh, has has, has Prospero sent? <laughs> The Pinchy bitties? He's only threatened him. Okay,
2: right. right. So, but, so these Pinchy Bities are, are just working on their own. <laughs> he's like, hey,
1: I, I, I just have to talk to the King Pinchy Barty Yeah, yeah. And I'll descend. send <laughs> them. Well, he then sees a man from the shipwreck wandering the island. This man's name is Trinculo, and he is the King's Jester. Oh,
3: right. Mm. So
1: he's been separated from the rest of the group, wandering around on his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Caliban mistakes Trinculo for a spirit and hides from the jester by lying on the ground and hiding under his cloak.
2: Very good. Mm -hmm. If I can't Mm -hmm.
1: see you, you can't see me. Mm -hmm. Trinculo sees Caliban and is confused but intrigued by this monster under a cloak and says, (laughs) what have we here? Is it a man or a fish? <laughs> he's always on this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? i got to
2: tell you so this the, is... the best and worst thing about a jester is they're always bloody on. Is this a murder of fish? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> oh. Oh. Shut up. Doing... Shut up, Tranquillo. <laughs> you can really imagine him. Dial him... it back, mate. We're always, yeah, he's we're risking he's, death. on an He's island. a real
1: Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, all
2: right. 10
1: out of 10. Mm-hmm. And this scene is uh, the comic relief scene of the okay. play. Oh, good. Very yeah. silly. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. He's just trying out new material for the festival. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Is it a man or a fish? Do you like that or should I have said or a man or a pig? I mean what's funny? <laughs> what's funny? What's, what's a funny, what's yeah. a funny yeah. animal? Yeah. Well, let's brainstorm some funny animals, we'll come back together. And,
3: and then Caliban's like under the cloak going, uh, You suck! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Being heckled by a fish. <laughs> Uh, Trinculo was then startled by a strike of thunder and seeing nowhere else to go, he decides a safe place is under the coat with the fish man. So he joins Caliban. So they're both now hiding under a cloak. Wow. This is a real meat cute situation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. How did you meet your fish man? Yeah, right. Then a man named Stefano enters. He is the king's drunken butler.
3: Oh, every king needs one. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, he's got a drink in hand and he's singing when he comes across the two men under the coat. Has he always
2: been a drunk or has he just started being a drunk on the island?
1: <laughs> I think he's always Was he the drunk.
2: perfect butler until yeah. he hit the island yeah. and then he's <laughs> like, well, time to loosen up. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. Bow ties coming off. He's been
1: on the wagon for over two decades. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's got nothing to lose, though. Yeah. He, he landed on the island with a case of rum and was like, all right, yep. guess what I'm doing. But he sees what he thinks are four legs sticking out from underneath a coat. And he thinks it's some sort of four legged monster. Uh. Mm. Thinking he's seeing things due to a fever, he takes another drink. <laughs> but this doesn't seem to help. Uh-huh. He only
3: gets drunk. No way. <laughs>
1: He's like, "What is going on?" Oh, have another drink. Even when the jester calls out to him as someone who knows him, because he recognizes uh, Stefano's voice, the drunk butler decides to offer what he he sees as a two headed uh, two headed man a drink in each mouth because <laughs> he sees two heads. He goes, "You need a drink," and he tries to pour a drink into each mouth. Eventually, the jester Trinculo comes out from under the coat, and while and uh, Stefano sees him and goes, "Ah." Oh, I do know you. <laughs> <They're momentarily laughs> it's you from the boat. <laughs> They're momentarily distracted and Caliban grabs the alcohol and starts getting into it. He loves it. He loves the drink so much he starts to worship Stefano the butler and offers to follow him around as his new master. Oh. He is
3: a closet alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just imagine he's mumbling and swearing now. It's yeah. only, <laughs> only got worse.
1: He's like, I don't know who you pixies are, but I sure like your pixie drink. <laughs> <laughs> to quote The Simpsons, yes, yeah, very nice. <laughs> Which I've got to get one reference in there, and uh, they walk off together. This trio of, cra- of you know, oh, crazy, there are three pull now, yeah, three pull <laughs> of crazy drunks. Okay, I'm
2: glad they found each other. Yeah, initially I'm like, there's no straight man in this scene. Like they're all like, they're all the wacky dude. But I'm like, no, I like them now. Yeah,
3: that's all right. Mm. I tell you, if I was on that island, I want to be near them because that's where the party's yeah, at. Yeah, they're that's having exactly the most right, fun yeah. out of everyone yeah, on this island. totally. There's
4: that no
1: schemes. Out. There's, no, There's schemes, no, no murders. Yep.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So back over at Prospero's place, the uh, prince who's captured, Ferdinand, is now carrying the wood instead of Caliban. Mm. Mm-hmm. Being a prince, he's never worked this hard in his life, but unlike Caliban, he doesn't curse, but rather does it with a smile because he knows in a way he's doing it for his love, Miranda. Oh, oh God.
3: Miranda. What a good guy. Oh, he's a, mm, oh, he's what a good, who said chivalry's
2: dead? Haven't we all carried some wood for a princess we've just met on an island? <laughs>
1: yes. That's Lit- a metaphor. Yeah. Oh, I was, I've literally <laughs> oh, nice. done that. literally oh, yeah. done good that. For you. And
3: she rejected me. Oh, no. I carried
1: a lot of wood that day. Mm-hmm. Miranda comes in to talk to her flame, and Prospero, her father, secretly watches on. He does a lot of secret watching. Yeah. He sure does. It's a bit creepy. He
3: yeah. is a bit creepy, this mm, guy. I reckon. I'm not sure I like him.
1: It's at this point. Our prince asks the love of his life what her name is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love you. Who are you? <laughs> He's happy to hear it's Miranda because this translates loosely as admiration, something he feels deeply for her. Mm-hmm. He's a smooth talker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He compliments her beauty, which she finds kind of hard to take too seriously because she's only ever seen one woman and it's her own reflection. So she <laughs> does, he, doesn't have any, he doesn't have anything to compare her own looks to. But it's still mm. nice to be complimented, I think you'd say.
2: Yeah. No, 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 Miranda.
1: I've seen heaps of chicks. <laughs> yeah. and you are. I've yeah. seen heaps.
2: I've been with heaps of chicks. Heaps of chicks. And you're <laughs> the best, best yeah. one of the chicks. You're
1: the best one on this island. I'm
2: not saying just because you're the only one here.
1: Yeah. Just heaps. And I'm not saying that because you are literally the only female character character in this play mm. i'm not i'm not just saying
3: that, no. <laughs> and not just because your dad's over there watching <laughs> yeah. it, you know, I, huh? I, huh? I actually feel this
1: well she shows that she isn't that shallow because she's not interested when uh, he tells her that he's a prince and possibly now even a king because he thinks his father's dead mm. he sort of starts to show off a bit about his his rank mm. she's not interested in that she's more interested in whether he loves her and when he says he does she proposes marriage very forward-thinking for the time. Oh, what Damn. is it, February 29th? Yeah. Is that the day when you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> very convenient. But Ferdinand says yes, and then they leave. Oh. So they We'll be over we here, Dad. Okay. <laughs> Prospero, watching on his happy, bit of a soliloquy going on here, talking to mm-hmm. himself. Mm. He thought this would happen. He then grabs his magic book because his plans are not yet fulfilled. Because so, we still don't know. Is this, Is this? he? Does he just want to... Is this a scheme or does he just want to
2: get a husband for, for his daughter? We're not daughter? sure. We and the, and
1: okay. I love a Shakespearean uh, moment, a bit of soliloquy to end a, a scene yeah. and you think, oh, where's this going? Yes. And then they walk off.
2: And that's how he ends all his soliloquies, the, the, the character going, but where's this going? <laughs> eh, <Yeah. Hey, laughs> no, the audience? No, no, knowing wink to the audience. What do you
1: reckon? <laughs> Meanwhile, back to our trio of drunken weirdos: Caliban, Trinculo, and Stefano, who are continuing to drink.
3: Here we go. Mm. Here we go. Now yeah, things are getting. I getting think we
1: need to give them a, a 3 name. What are their names again? Caliban, Trinculo, and Stefano. Cal,
3: Cal, Cal,
2: cal-, 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 <laughs> cal- Caltra. Caltra stiff. Caltra stiff. No, it doesn't work. No,
3: no. no. Um, mm. may- maybe we can use the Arno part of Stefano? So Calatra Arno. No. Caltrafano, Caltrofano. Caltrafano.
1: Caltrafano. Caltrofano. All right. Well, Caltrafano. Wait. Yes. The new I'm boy sorry. band of the <laughs> island. You. They're right together. Mm-hmm. Together at last. Yeah. Stefano, the drunken butler with the liquor, has decided because he's in charge of the liquor, he's in charge of the island. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they're like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they love the, the alcohol. It is very modern. Yeah, yeah. It's very very right, modern. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. what happens these mm-hmm. days. That's right. Every yeah. bar manager... They're, in charge. they're the they're king charge. of the island, yeah. yeah, that's right. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> got the keys of the liquor cabinet, the keys to my heart. Mm. Ariel, our spirit from earlier, enters. Or Ariel. I, I, I don't know which one to go with here. Ariel, Ariel, what are we thinking? Caltrufano.
2: Yeah. Kaltru- We're changing all their names to Caltrifano for ease of use.
1: <laughs> for ease. That's not confusing for anyone out there, is it? Mm-hmm. Well, Caltrifano talks to Kaltrufano Yes. And- so, Ariel, I'm gonna go with that for now. But anyway, you know who I'm talking about, the spirit from earlier. He enters invisibly and starts playing tricks on our three drunks. No. Is
3: Ariel still a nymph? Yeah, still a nymph at yep. this state. There's no way
1: of knowing invisible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But they don't know, so there's oh. no point. Yeah. yeah. So they're pretty easy to play tricks on because they're all drunk out of their minds, and also pretty pretty crazy people anyway. Is he doing this just because he's bored? Ariel? Is he just playing tricks? I
2: hamstring? think that exactly. tricks have a, have a
3: purpose. He's under orders. He's got a cramp. He's got, oh,
1: my, my master wants something. <laughs> i know trick. better trick him. Yeah, know oh a trick. <laughs> what do you want? Let my hamstring go. <laughs> well, he starts saying things that they assume one of the others has said. So he starts whispering. Oh, yeah. And then, like, what did you say, Caliban? Oh, yeah. And um, eventually Stefano punches Trinculo, the jester, because mm. he's mm. he thought he said something offensive. Yep. Caliban starts to plot revenge against his master, Prospero, without knowing that Ariel is listening in and spying on them. Mm -hmm. Caliban tells them that they should steal Prospero's magic books as they are the source of his power. Mm -hmm. Then what they should do is kill him and then make Stefano king of the island. Remember, he's got the liquor. (laughs) (laughs) And then force Prospero's daughter, Miranda, to be his wife and queen of the island. Okay.
3: That's not cool, that's not cool, I do like a anymore. very
2: cool plan up until the next day when they've run out of booze <laughs> and they've all sobered up a little bit and they're quite hungover and they're like, oh no, we killed everybody and we burned all the magic <laughs> yeah. books and we forced marriage. Oh no, uh, now it's
1: literally a king and a queen and two other people. <laughs> yeah, right. The king and queen of nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, Ariel starts playing music and Caliban tells the others, they're like, what's what's that music? Which frequently happens throughout the play. So Ariel, to be honest, is a bit annoying. Mm. Playing these little songs throughout the play, strumming a harp, that kind of stuff. Yep. And um, Caliban tells the others who are like, what the hell is that music? He's like, be not afeard. The aisle is full of noises, sound and sweet airs. And Stefano says, this will prove a brave kingdom to me, where I shall have my music for nothing. End quote.
2: There oh, yeah. Free music. Mm. You say that Which now, but like- I mean- Six mm. months down the line.
3: Yeah, well, it's only a 30-day trial and then, yeah, yeah. Exactly. and then it's just back that's to ads. Exactly, uh, oh, that's no. right. yeah. Then you've either got to pay that subscription fee. Or yeah. bring, bring.
2: You've been listening to Ariel, <laughs> the spirit of the <laughs> island. Want more? Sign up to Ariel
1: Premium. <laughs> Damn it. Mm. Then for some reason they decide to follow the music and then they'll act out their plot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. So they've got a plan but they go, this music's pretty sweet. Let's follow that for a bit and then we'll go kill... And get the magic books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They leave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) End of scene. Then a final scene for this third act. Alonso, Sebastian, Antonio, Gonzalo are still searching for the king's son, Ferdinand, but they've wandered around the island so much that they need to stop and rest. Antonio, Prospero's evil brother, encourages Sebastian, the king's brother, and tells him that with the king exhausted, later that night they should be able to exact their plan and kill him. So he hasn't given up on that plan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. To become king of nothing.
3: There's a lot of plans going on. Yeah,
1: There's a lot, a lot, of, plans. lot of schemes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is probably the strangest scene in the play in terms of magic and the like. Oh, I'm ready. And I love to imagine what they did back in Shakespeare's day with no real set and very basic music and sound effects because this is one of the stage instructions. Enter several strange shapes, bringing in a banquet, and dance about it with gentle actions of salutations and inviting the king, etc., to eat.
3: Mm, so, nah, so just imagine
1: nah. several strange shapes. Wandering the stage.
3: And who's his character, Etc. Have, have we met them before? <laughs> that's
1: one of the people I glossed over earlier. Right, <laughs> okay. I thought right. we didn't... They didn't have any lines, but they, they just, are mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are compelled to eat the banquet.
2: So it's a magic banquet.
1: It's a magic... Well, just before the men eat at the magic banquet, they all go, should we eat? And Gonzalo, the nice rational one, goes, well, eat, to be honest, I thought he was rational until he says, hey, I've heard stories about stuff that's even weirder than this, so let's just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> let's... And they go, okay, they're about to eat. And then another stage instruction, enter Ariel like a harpy, his wings upon the table. A harpy is a monster that has a woman's head and body and then bird's wings. So oh, just wow. imagine all of this happening <laughs> in Shakespeare's day with very little effect. Mm. The men see the harpy and all draw their swords. But they can't seem to lift them now, as the harpy has made them heavy with magic. Bit of a comical scene there. Can't that's even lift up their swords yeah, off the ground.
2: very funny. <laughs> it's Ari- a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, try getting that up. All right. Mm-hmm. Ariel goes on to accuse Alonzo, Sebastian and Antonio of stealing his master Prospero's job and sending him and Miranda into exile, driving them onto a dangerous boat. He tells them that as punishment that the storm and the sea took King Alonso's son Ferdinand and drowned him. They're like, oh, no, confirmed, <laughs> he is dead. One of us will have to be the king now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> then Ariel leaves and then the shapes enter again, this time to remove the banquet and the table so they didn't even get to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so the banquet was brought in, in front of them. They're freaked out. Then before they eat, the banquet is taken oh, off. Clever
3: ruse, wow. And then Etcetera goes hungry again.
1: Oh, <laughs> And they, was, they were really hungry too. Mm. Prospero has been watching on Invisible to the others. Of course he has. Mm-hmm. He's happy with his plan as everyone is now under his control. End of the third act. Probably have a bit of a curtain fall here. <laughs> okay, right. Everyone goes out and has an interval to think about what's happened. Any predictions for the final two acts? There's only two, which are one scene each. Uh, well, you've said comedy, so probably not a bloodbath, mm. but I wouldn't rule out a couple of
2: deaths. I don't think.
3: Someone's got to go down. Mm, you know. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, Shakespeare was, or was he? Actually, I don't know. Did he big on like, you know, the characters getting their comeuppance? Because Prospero needs to get his comeuppance, I think. Like yes, well,
1: often, definitely in the tragedies I think people get their com- yeah. bit of a comeuppance.
3: Right. So maybe Prospero just learns a lesson then. Uh, you a, know. A,
1: a funny lesson or a romantic lesson? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> which one will it be?
2: Hmm. Maybe hmm. he finally discovers that all he really wanted was the island and Ariel, his his spirit, and then they can just yeah. get together oh, at the end. I think okay. that would be cool.
1: Him and his beloved sea nymph. Yes. Yeah, his
2: invisible sea nymph. Yeah. yeah, that's mm. great.
1: <laughs> Everyone thinks he's insane because no one else can see him. <laughs> Got his arm around <laughs> yeah, the sea nymph. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's literally making out with the yeah. yeah, air. Do we think that um, uh, uh, Ferdinand and, and Miranda have a future? Like, is this, is this something we're going to get behind? Do you think this is long term, I yeah. I think so, yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Mm.
3: yeah. I've been wrong yeah. before. You did say it was like a romantic comedy. Did you say a romantic yeah, comedy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. In the stylings yeah. of, of yeah. you know, mm. Neil Marshall films from the 80s? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. all right. Very mm. good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, actually, to answer your question, Act 4, Scene 1, our only scene of Act 4, Prospero, agrees to the proposal of marriage between his daughter Miranda and Ferdinand. Mm. Who had previously enslaved and accused of being a liar. Yeah,
3: <laughs> now, right. like, just for the timeline, this is still the same day that they've met, isn't it? Is this, is this? Yes, what's yeah, yeah. On? So it's all God. happening. Pretty quick. Mm.
2: It is pretty yeah. quick. <laughs> but quick. when you know, you know, you <laughs> know.
1: Mm. Is that true? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but it is a big day. You've been washed up on shore. Mm. You've met a woman. You've fallen in love instantly. The dad said, You're a liar and enslaved you. Then the woman said, hey, would you like to marry? You've said yes. And now the dad's like, hey, actually, I'm cool with you, son. You're my son. This is it's it. like the movie Speed, you know? <laughs> yes. Romance in difficult situations. Exactly. It brings yeah. people together. But can mm. Annie and Keanu stay together in the long run without the pressure of the bus? Based but,
2: on Speed 2, absolutely not. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Of
2: course. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: right. That's right. Yeah. It was uh, Jason Patrick, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was Jason yeah, Patrick, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next one. yeah. The poor man's I'm Keanu. assuming they're, yes. they're still together. Yeah, they exactly. are, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to think so. She's
1: waiting <laughs> yeah. She's waiting for that third stressful situation before <laughs> yeah. she meets another man. Yeah, right. Well, so they're all cool now. Prospero's like, yeah, you can marry my daughter. To celebrate, Prospero uses Ariel's magic to perform a mask, which Dictionary.com tells me is a form of amateur dramatic entertainment, popular among the nobility in the 16th and 17th centuries. Is that M-A-S-Q-U-E?
3: Yes. Oh. Yes. A masque.
1: Yeah, masque. <laughs> oh, yeah. I me yeah. if I've been saying that wrong all these years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't been to Naples <laughs> like <laughs> you. I imagine you're you're an Italian expert. <laughs> hey, where are the masques in this place? <laughs> masque. Hey. Well, three spirits appear for the celebration. Each of them, rep- a representation of a god, which is a cool thing to do. It does make me wonder if you can do all this stuff. Why are you still trapped on the island? But anyway, anyway, it's a good question, isn't mm. it? Everything's going really well with the masque. Everyone's having a good time until Prospero startles suddenly and the gods vanish. He says to himself, I had forgotten that foul conspiracy of the beast Caliban and his confederates against my life. That minute of their plot is almost gone. So he'd forgotten that the trio of weirdos were coming to kill him because mm. Ariel said, hey, I heard they're coming to kill yeah, you. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. And now he has to suddenly cancel the lover's party to take care of that because he's partying, 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 yeah. remembers, everything stops. <laughs> His new son in laws like. Record scratch. <laughs> His new son-in-law is like, this is a bit strange. I haven't seen this side of your dad before. And then he says, don't worry, it's just my old age.
3: Right. So he's just a cut and sick, is he? Yeah.
1: yeah. It's like, oh, God, whoa, sorry about this. Cancel the party. I've <laughs> got to go deal with some people that are plotting to kill me. <laughs> right. So he calls on Ariel to give him a report on the three men who we last saw following Ariel's music. Remember? Status yeah.
3: update. Mm.
1: Ariel reveals that using music he led them through some prickle bushes mm-hmm. and then into a filthy lake. <laughs> He's playing a prank him. on them guys yeah. He punked them real good uh-huh. I lured them through
2: some tar and then yeah. some feathers yeah. <laughs> Look at them now, they look like chickens <laughs> i tell
3: you what, but being on this island You could you could get cramps, you could get little like, bites yep. You could get led into a dirty lake I mean, mm-hmm. it's torturous it's, well, yeah. You better
1: do what he says yeah. He might pinch <laughs> you All right? Prospero is happy to hear it. He's happy to hear about the pranks. Mm. And uh, he gets into a position to trap the trio. Mm. The three men enter wet from the lake and they are distracted by nice clothing that they see hanging up and they want to steal it. They are startled by spirits that enter in the shape of dogs and hounds hunting them. Another little prank. Did they get the clothes or not? They They grab the clothes and then the the dogs enter. Again, I'd love to imagine back in the day what Shakespeare's Because obviously when I'm reading this, And what I'm telling you, it's the shape of dogs and hounds. Mm. So that's I've got an imagination of what, you know, I can imagine what that is. Oh, I was
2: imagining what the nice clothes were. (laughs) I was thinking matching Adidas running suits. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) Like the Beastie Boys. I think it would be great if this was uh, more of a hip-hop musical. Yeah, right. Mm. Nice. Nice. I think it would sound a little something like this. I won't. I never would. But But imagine watching it back in Shakespeare's day in the 16th, 17th century and you're watching it.
2: I think they just let loose some stray dogs.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) are they stray dogs? And are you thinking where do these dogs come from, or are you like, oh, this must be some sort of magic (laughs) (laughs) magic dogs? Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'd be questioning. I'd have a lot of questions seeing it live. I imagine. Mm. But anyway, I think people back in the day were just like, but they were just happy
2: for the spectacle. Yeah. So whatever it was, whether it be loose stray dogs, they've just opened the stage door and they've just let the dogs on, or if they've dressed up some some random background actors as dogs, or just a piece of paper with dogs written on it, yeah, you know, whatever it is happy. they're like, they've done it, again. Well, happy look, as, done it again. As
3: long as they didn't die that day, then they were happy. Then, <laughs> exactly right. And everything that happened was, yeah. was a plus. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, the consumption didn't get me today. <laughs> yeah. And there's some dogs or something on stage. <laughs> That's Maybe amazing. somebody just goes, imagine dogs, there's heaps of them. They're running
1: wild. <laughs> How does he do it? <laughs> How does he do it? <laughs> I'm imagining dogs right now. How does he get them in my mm, mind? Yeah. Well, Act Five is our final act and brings our separate stories from around the island together.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Ariel tells Prospero, who is now dressed in his magic robes, that the king and his group of men are imprisoned by magic. Hang on, he's
3: got he's got magic. He's got magic books and magic robes,
1: magic robes, and also a staff. Oh,
3: is the nice. staff magic, or is it just a staff? Is it well, just a he thinks
1: it gives him magic powers. <laughs> right? Okay. But who's to say? Yeah. Right. Mm. The magic was within him all along. He didn't <laughs> need the staff, you know. <laughs> well, he's dressed in all this magic stuff and and uh, Ariel tells him that the king and his group of men are imprisoned by magic somewhere on the island. He tells Ariel to release them and bring them before him so he can address his enemies once and for all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now alone on stage, Prospero draws a circle around himself with his staff and delivers a soliloquy. He talks of all the magic he's done in his life, even opening graves and awaking sleeping corpses so he can bring people back to life. He's the
3: Night King. He's a
1: very, very magic (laughs) man. He pledges to give up magic after one last trick before he will smash and bury his magic staff and throw his magic books deep into the ocean.
3: It's turn, turn and he's turning his back on a life of but magic. But
1: why? Well, that, this last that, trick? That is a, a, a bit of a famous soliloquy. Okay. It's quite long and he's going through all the magic he's done yeah. and he says, but I... And my last trick is, is, is this your card? <laughs> no.
2: Oh. oh, but I, I pledged. <laughs> I pledged, didn't I? I,
1: I snapped, snapped, got a, I snapped I the staff snapped too the early. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to sticky tape it back together. <laughs> Ooh. But was I close? Was it the right <laughs> suit? <laughs> <laughs> Ariel then That's ret- just the card with the instructions on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Ariel then returns with the king and his other men, including his backstabbing brother Antonio, mm. who stand around Prospero, charmed by Ariel's spells. Prospero thanks Gonzalo at first for helping he- him escape all those years earlier and says, "You are my only true friend.
3: Mm. You're good bloke."
1: Then he has a crack at all the others for their backstabbing.
3: This is like the airing of grievances. Yeah.
1: Yes. A bit like, and you. Yeah. And this is what I hate most about you. And you,
3: (laughs) 10 years ago when I came over to your house, you didn't offer me a beer. (laughs) I remember. I've been thinking about it for 10
2: years. (laughs) I loaned you my lawnmower (laughs) and you never brought it back.
1: I had to buy another lawnmower.
3: That's right. And then you borrowed that one Mm -hmm. and you returned that and had a ding in it.
1: So, he's doing that. Then there's a bit of a power move. He puts on his old Duke of Milan robes. Oh, Remember yeah. he was mm. He was forced out of Milan, as the Duke yeah. of Milan. He puts them on and goes, huh?
3: What's so over the top of his magic robes? Yeah. Right. Double robe. Well, I hope he doesn't get too hot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Especially <laughs> with all the anger. You're yelling at yeah. people.
2: Yeah. I imagine you're getting pretty hot. I'm mm. taking my Milan robes off again because I'm a bit warm. <laughs> Just imagine, though, that I've still got them on because I'm making a point. <laughs> Ariel, quick,
1: make the robes hang in front of me and make me look like I'm wearing them. <laughs> he then promises to free his spirit helper, Ariel, mm. something at the start of the play he never would have even thought of doing. Mm. Prospero then snaps the man out of their spell so he can properly talk to them. The sides, which I, It's just so funny. Until that point, have they been taking on anything you're saying? He's just been yelling <laughs> at people that are frozen and you and you and you and they're just giving him blank. He decides to forgive his brother, Antonio, but demands that he give up being a duke and make him the Duke of Milan again. Antonio does not respond. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, are we assuming he's saying yes? Anyway, he doesn't respond. King Alonso says he is sorry for screwing over Prospero years earlier, but is glad that they can make up. Mm. <laughs> he tells him. I that mean, he- he's at the mercy
2: of the wizard <laughs> who can seemingly do anything. Yeah. So oh, this is definitely a genuine apology, yeah, I reckon. Yeah,
1: yeah. I apologize to the man who was in charge of me. So Prospero has forgiven him. The king says he's sad that his son has drowned. And Prospero tells the king that he too can relate because he also once lost a daughter, Miranda. Alonso responds that he wishes that both of their children were alive and that they could get married and rule as king and queen of Naples. And then Prospero goes, well, actually, it's funny you should say that because they are both alive and in love and then literally opens a curtain revealing behind (laughs) it. The Prince and Miranda who are playing a game of chess. <laughs> <laughs> uh? yep, Such nice. a
3: sexy guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Luckily,
1: Alonzo was happy about this rather than being like, oh, I was just saying that to be nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's awkward. And but also,
2: I definitely thought my son was dead. You've tricked me here. You thought you knew your daughter was alive and you said, yeah, you that's said right. lies. I, I
1: literally thought my child was dead, but they're not. And then Miranda sees the group standing there and delivers one of the most famous lines of the play. She says, "Oh wonder, how many goodly creatures are here? There, how beauteous mankind is! Oh, brave new world that hath such people in it!" And that is where the Huxley novel gets the title "Brave New World" from. Oh. That line from the Tempest it was going to be called "People in It." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually "People Int." All right, <laughs> "I I-N "People t. Int?"
2: Question mark. <laughs>
1: So that, that, uh, brave New World. So she's stoked that everyone's coming together. Alonso mm. apologizes again for screwing over Miranda and her father, but Prospero says, It's right, ar- I've already forgiven you. Stop apologizing. In fact, I'm annoyed now that you've apologized. No, he doesn't <laughs> go that far. But... Alonso is a bit confused, and also Shakespeare shuts everyone down who might be wondering what the hell is going on in this scene. Mm. He says, Uh, Alonso, this is a strange amaze as airmen trod, and there is in this business more than nature was ever conduct of. Some oracle must rectify our knowledge, which translates as, this is stranger business than man have ever set foot in before, and it's not natural either. We need some sort of oracle to tell us what's going on.
2: Mm. Right. Basically, if the... <laughs> I've written this kind of poorly, yeah. me, William Shakespeare, yeah. and I need somebody to show up he... and explain all the nonsense. Speaking
1: for the crowd there. Mm. And Prospero says, Sir, my liege, do not infest your mind with beating on the strangeness of this business picked leisure, which shall be shortly single I'll resolve you, which to you shall seem probable of every these Happened accidents. Till then, be wonderful. Translation, sir, my king, don't waste your time mulling over how strange this business is. When the time is right, and it'll be soon, I promise I alone will explain everything that's happened. Until then, just be cheerful and keep an open mind. So if you're not digging the play, shut the hell up. It's nearly <laughs> over. Yeah.
2: We will explain. Nothing. Yeah. If there's any loose ends, don't worry about it. No refunds. Yeah. I already have your money.
1: Basically, if you think this is all a bit magical and crazy, who cares? <laughs> then Ariel brings in Caliban, Stefano, and Trinculo wearing their stolen clothes. Our drunken, what do we call it again? I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'll Cala never Stefano? be.
3: Stefano, like, no, thank no, Caltrifano,
1: Caltrafano. Yeah. <Srufano>, they're you. back, yeah, wearing the stolen clothes. Mm-hmm. Prospero has every right to be pissed off of them because they mm. plotted to kill him. Mm. He makes them return their clothes and, re- and then clean his quarters for a party that night where he invites King Alonso and all his men and promises to regale them with how he survived all these 12 years. And they're all like, great. <laughs> Can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> he then also forgives Caliban. He says, I know. You were plotting to kill me, but mm. I forgive you. And Caliban says, I'm really sorry. I was quite drunk. <laughs> <laughs> <And, laughs> have we all done stuff while we're drunk?
2: You know? Yeah, yes. and,
3: and you enslaved me for 12 years. So, yeah, exactly. You know. So yeah. I mean, so it was kind of the combination of the yeah, 2 put it you know. together. Yeah.
1: Mm. And he's like, all right, I forgive you. In the morning, they plan to sail back to Naples together and his daughter Miranda can marry Prince Ferdinand. Then Prospero says he plans to retire to Milan where he thinks he will soon die of old age anyway. Prospero asks Ariel to grant him one more thing, and that is calm seas, so they can travel home safely. And after that, he sets his spirit free. Huh?
2: If I were Ariel, mm-hmm. I'd probably be like, "Calm seas for a man who enslaved me for years." Yep. How <laughs> I uh, get in the boat yeah. and uh, a see you never. Little practical Boom! joke. The bloody biggest tempest, an even bigger one. Yeah. Bam. You're dead. That could be the sequel. You're dogs. It's called Bam, You're Dead, You're Dogs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a great title. Thank Isn't you. It? Thank you.
1: So that's the final scene, but we have an epilogue. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, look out.
1: Prospero. After the
3: credits. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah,
1: so yeah. Some people have walked out already. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and so don't get this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You've got C- to wait character comes on with an eyepatch.
1: Yeah. Well, people,
2: people learned after a few Shakespeare plays, they're like, stay. Stay till after the end. <laughs> don't, no, no, don't go anywhere.
1: No, no, stays. Stay. Well, Prospero remains alone on stage to deliver an epilogue directly to the audience. Mm. He requests that the audience set him free. Now that he's thrown away his magic and forgiven all of his enemies, he needs the audience to release him from the island that has imprisoned him for the last 12 years. Only the audience's applause can signal that he is free to leave. His final lines are, As you from crimes would pardon be, let your indulgence set me free. Basically, just as you'd like to have your sins forgiven, indulge me, forgive me, and set me free. Everyone in this world wants to have their sins forgiven. I've forgiven my enemies, now you forgive me. And rumour has it that he's still standing there as no one applauds. <laughs> no, the audience hopefully applauds, and he bows and can leave. And that's, that's interesting. So
3: crafty Shakespeare. That's- he's like, yes. he's like, we've got to ensure that we get an applause because I don't know yeah, sure about right. this. This is a bit crazy. This play. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I don't know I don't if know people, people go, like oh, it. Yeah. It's been
1: a couple of hours. Have you followed what's going on? <laughs> but if I beg for an applause,
2: I'll probably get yeah. one. and a lot of people don't like audience interaction. Like people in the crowd are like, no. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not in. Yeah. Nope. You know but, you know when you see like a band or something like that, maybe the opening act uh, is a band you don't recognise or something, and they're like, Come on, guys, get into it kind of thing. You yeah. know and and people are like Nope. I remember no, I saw, I'd rather not actually. I, I
3: saw. I saw a, wait, 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 this is a little digression here, but it's, no, a good. It, yeah, no, what <laughs> is a podcast if not a series of digressions? You know, <laughs> I saw um, Public Enemy. Like it, uh, and it was either Meredith or, or Golden Plains. And if you've ever been to those festivals, like they're mm-hmm. pretty, pretty laid back. They're, you know, there's a, uh-huh. there's, there's a bit of hippie nonsense going on. Uh-huh. But anyway, so Public Enemy you come out and they go, everyone, we want you all to pull out your phones and go to this website and to <laughs> like the band. No, <laughs> and no. Everyone's just, everyone's just standing there going. No man. Ah, we we're we turn our phones
2: that. off. Yeah, oh, that is. <laughs> yeah, but I would be very curious to see because also also I would if I were in the audience mm. ne- like modern day and he said what he said there, I think I'd mostly just be confused. Yep. I think it'd be like, do, do you want applause or not? <laughs> like I think nowadays they'd have to put. An instruction in the appla- in, I mean, the, in a... the program guide that says mm.
1: everyone must applaud so he can leave because <laughs> yeah. otherwise
2: he's just going to stand
1: there. I think at the end, the, the stage manager is ho- starting the applause, yeah, right, yeah. hoping yeah. that yeah. people join in. Everyone, and yeah. then the actor can go, "Oh, thank God! Mm. Oh, thank God! I can't leave until I chug this beer, <laughs> chug, <laughs> chug." <laughs> uh, but that, that is the en- end of the play. That's how it finishes. What do you, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Well,
3: I, I, I think it promised a lot and didn't really deliver. I yeah, don't I think I'm there sure were a lot of loose that. ends. To yeah. be honest
1: with you, I think there were a lot of.
2: I kind of would have preferred if it did end in a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. He basically just like a switch was flicked
1: and he went. Actually, I'm going to forgive everyone. Were you yeah. saying that
2: this earlier that this one was one he wrote without a collaborator? Yeah. So he did not have anyone oh. else. <laughs> well, no. speaking of, I was going to say um, the Caliban in the movie Logan. The character Caliban is played by Stephen Merchant, and I feel like right. this this feels like a bit of a Ricky Gervais script without a Stephen Merchant, <laughs> okay. because a lot of the that's like his best work. I think is is Gervais mm. and Merchant together, yeah. With a collaborator, you need someone else to be like I think actually, some, yeah. Bring that scene in, think, add this in. I think maybe he needs a bit of a human, in, like he needs a guy to be like. But what? A, how would the characters actually react in this situation? I yeah. feel maybe I, I feel like maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe his best work is with a collaborator because this kind of just like fizzled a bit, and it did I'm like, a
3: bit fizzle, yeah, yeah."
2: There were a lot of murder plots happening, and everybody went, "No, I'm cool actually now." Yeah,
1: like literally, no one died. Yeah, in this I, 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 which I, is why, and I, at the end, that's why I think it's classified as a comedy originally because all of Shakespeare's comedies have like a happy ending, and this essentially does have that. So I think they wow. went, "All right, this isn't a tragedy. It's not based on history. Mm. No one died." Let's just call it a comedy. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think yeah. it needs maybe some cards at the end where it's like, Cal Trufano bought a pub together and <laughs> yeah. they, they live above it yeah. and they, they're happy forever. We need and, to know. Yeah. Fernando and Miranda, they they got married and then they finished high school, you know? <laughs>
3: yeah. And the boatswain, he's just been the boatswain. Yeah, yeah just a wink
1: to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> People, uh, scholars... Have, uh, I was oh, reading about it, have debated about whether that was really Prospero at the end of the play addressing the audience or Shakespeare himself. Oh, okay. mm. towards the end of his writing career, sort of drawing a close on things, asking the audience mm. to set him free. Oh, to, to please right. love me. Yeah, please applaud. Yeah. Let Cause me he go. Because he didn't want to do any more plays? Is that. Well, because he only, I think he only wrote one or two after this yeah. and they were in collaboration and history plays. So I'm not sure of... Right, so Maybe the, his, he planned this so, to be. His so last his last one. couple were
2: just like recounting real events. They weren't really.
1: Yes, they but as, I mean, even the ones that our history plays, it, he does, sort of bend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bend uh-huh. history to a, a lot of the time. Like in, yeah. Richard the is now seen as a very, very evil character because in the play he's got this mm. crooked hunchback and is yeah basically. And he super, said it during World War II. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> super, super evil. Hmm. It's hard. They're not exactly that historical, but based on some. History. Oh, yeah, mm. I get it. Mm. I get it. Yeah, man. but this isn't. So that's why they went. This is a comedy play. Now people have said, look, there's not much comedy in it, but there's a bit of romance, and it ends romantically with them getting together. So is this a romance play? Mm. So what do you think, romance or comedy? What's it or both?
2: I think it was. Look, I think I'm going to go with more comedy, mm. just because there were more comedy scenes. Yeah, like the romance is pretty much like, oh, I've I've just met you and we're in love. Like there's no romance there. Yeah, I've met you in no, love. Let's play creepy. chess. Yeah, you know it's 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 more. If if you said this was a romance at the start, I'd be like, "Well, where's the romance?"
3: Yeah, well, from it's, from? About, it's about as romantic as yeah. Tinder, really. But at least, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no
2: like uh, chase I like showing. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no the actual yeah. wooing. I'm looking for a checkmate over here. <laughs> uh, no, I'd say it's a comedy because at least we've got the, the trio of drunks, mm. and we've got we've got some people getting cramps. That's funny. That's pretty funny. That well, funny. I mean,
3: even because it doesn't result in actual murder. Those murder plots could be a bit funny. <laughs> that you know? Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Hey, he's asleep. Stab him in the throat. Go on, do it. Yeah. Oh, no,
2: we just heard a noise. Yep, that's what happened there. We're, re- we're rehearsing for a play
3: <laughs> where we murder each other. Well, what what do you think, Dave? What's your review? How many did you, stars did, did you, you give it?
1: Well, yeah, actually, actually, at the end of the the text, I always get uh, both you guys and myself to rate it out of five. Oh, very yeah, good. Yeah. So right. Any any thoughts, Sam? What? Oh, well, I
3: don't want to put you, you know, on the spot
1: too much, but from what you heard there, I'm not feeling mm, you loved it.
2: No.
3: Mm. I'm rating right, I'm no.
1: your retelling a four because no. I liked it,
2: four totally. out of five. Yeah,
3: but I, I think agree with the that. story
2: itself may be a two out of five.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go two and a half. Right, a little bit more generous. So can, can I do halves? Absolutely. Whatever
1: percentage you
2: want. All right,
3: well, 2.697. 2.697, just yep. to
1: make sure I'm getting that right. Very good. 6.97 out of five. Yep. Fantastic. I'm going to give it. A three and a half. Okay, all right. Because there were some, there were some interesting, interesting bits. I was a little disappointed by the end. Mm. Maybe mm. it's because we have done tragedies previously with Othello yeah. and Hamlet, and they have these fantastic ends where there's a lot of bloodshed. Yes. Yeah. So it's very exciting. But this one was a bit like, I oh, forgive you. Snap my staff. Throw it in the water. Okay. And also, I think as you mentioned earlier,
2: uh, this this is like one of those. It's it's like one of your superhero movies where at the end you're like, but why didn't they just do this? Why didn't they just whatever? Like it's one of those ones where it's like, well, if he's got all the magic, mm. why mm. can he just leave the island? Just leave. Would he just,
1: you know, or turn it into a paradise where he doesn't have to leave, you know?
2: what, is, what do you, What's, yeah, you what's this guy's deal? On.
1: I do think that reading it maybe is the story at the end is a bit, bit dull there, but I feel like if you saw like a high-budget production of it, it could look really spectacular. That's true. You've got the Tempest, you got all these mm. spirits and things going on. Mm. Yeah, But- Again, seeing it back in Shakespeare's day, I do wonder how they were able to Im- yeah. you know,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: imply storms and stuff. Obviously, you can do that with sound and, and stuff, but like and people being invisible throughout the whole time. Because a lot of the time, you have to remind the audience that they can see Prospero, but no one else can. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Mm. I'd, I'd be interested to see how they do that. And I did promise uh, words and phrases introduced in The Tempest. I've got you. a list here of a oh couple nice. of things yes. that were either introduced for the first time or very much popularized by... Mm. So that phrase "brave new world" I was talking about before, a sea change.
2: Oh, oh like really? the like the ABC drama Sea Change. Sea
1: Change. That's that's right. a dramedy. That's
2: a comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a comedy. Right. That's a romantic comedy, yeah, isn't it? That's got a few things. Yeah. Yeah. So the concept, of, the oh, character Diver Dan was invented by I Shakespeare.
1: Diver <laughs> Dan. Man, if you are from overseas and don't know Sea Change, it was so big here. It was. It was yeah. very yeah. popular. Massive. It was a
2: real sea change for Australian TV. I think.
1: <laughs> it was, and uh, is. Yeah, I imagine sea change. That's a mm. So a sea change is
2: when you when you change your whole you change your whole life. You you, you pull mm. up stumps and you're bloody, you bloody go somewhere yeah, else.
1: You, or a tree change, people have has been oh, popularised yeah. as well. Okay. When you yeah. move to the, the country or the mountains or something mm. for a new life. Uh the phrase fair play and foul play.
2: Oh. oh yeah, okay, right.
3: What what's said together, is that a thing? Oh fair play and foul play, mate. <laughs> no, no, separate said separately. Oh, separate. Oh, okay. like, I think
2: it's a
1: bit of a but,
2: yeah. hey, we can invent that if we want. Yeah, no. Hey, fair play and foul play, mate. Yes. Come on.
1: Come on.
2: Who's to say we can't invent our own phrases? If, if Shakespeare can do it, I think the new Shakespeare, podcasting, can also <laughs> invent its own phrases. <laughs> well,
1: I think the opening line of Macbeth is fair is foul and foul is fair. Yeah.
3: So, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. But he was just talking about a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: This chicken is rank. Mm. <laughs> Cajun chicken. I know know a good recipe. Mm -hmm. Uh, The phrase vanish into thin air. Oh, yeah. Someone to disappear like Mm. that. And probably my my favourite. The phrase invisible harpy. (laughs) (laughs) Super sexy sea nymph. Mm. No, the phrase in a pickle. Oh, someone to be in ah. a pickle. Well,
3: when did they say that? You know? Which
1: I looked into. So uh, pickles were used to make relish at the time. That was yeah. the most common rather than eat a pickle. So it meant that someone was caught up in the mix of making a pickle. So either being stewed, smashed together or served on a platter. Yeah, so you're right. caught up in that process. So someone says, yeah, oh, in a pickle, yeah.
3: Huh. But who, who said it in the tempest? Where, where I, did that come from? Can't remember who said
1: in a pickle.
3: I like it. Let's assume you don't
2: have to go back, Dave. Let's just assume that everybody says it at the end of every scene. (laughs) Like at the end at every at every scene switch, somebody goes, Man, we're really in a pickle now. (laughs) We're still in a pickle. We're still in the pickle. And at the end Prospero's (laughs) like, We're not in a pickle anymore.
3: Yeah. Brilliant. We can leave. Sing.
2: And
1: that's it.
3: Yeah, it's like in Star Wars where someone always has to say, I have a bad feeling about this, but they yeah, just say it in exactly. every scene. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah.
1: laughs> uh, I'm looking up the context here. In the Tempest, uh, so it's Alonzo asking, who's the king, asking his jester Trinculo, how camest thou in this pickle? And then Trinculo, oh, okay. who's one of the drunken trio, mm-hmm. he says, uh, I have been in such a pickle since I saw you last. Okay. Right. So it's
2: towards Very the end nice. of the play when everyone's back together. Is that? Well, I wonder also the origin of if somebody's pickled. Mm. They're drunk. They're, they're, they're bloody pickled, mate.
3: Very nice. Let, yeah. let's, credit,
2: like let's credit Shakespeare. Let's, credit let's, let's give credit it to <laughs> him. Let's give him another phrase, why don't we? Yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, cool. Just cool, give cool, it cool. to him. Yeah. Well, that brings us basically to the end of the show, but there's one final bit that I do at the end of the show, and that is uh, people support this show on Patreon. Mm. Uh, they support this show as well as my other podcast I do with Matt and Jess, Do Go On, yes. and also Matt's other podcast, Primates. It's all in one spot there mm-hmm. if people do want to keep those shows going. So basically this and Primates were a spinoff from Do Go On. And if you want to support When's the Jess show- When's Jess going to do a spin off?
2: What's her spinoff? We're waiting
1: for- Well, the one that people want Jess to do is Phrasing the Bar. For the Fraser podcast, yeah. <clears throat> which is a- well, No, it's a Brendan Fraser. Oh, that is Brendan too, yeah. Fraser. <laughs> okay, right. I should have said Fraziering the Bar. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. So, on one of the episodes of Primates where Jess was on with Matt, they talked about how they should do a, 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 a podcast called Frasing the Bar where they review every Brendan Fraser film in, mm. in order. Yeah. And that was over a year ago, and people are still like, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> when's this joke
2: thing you said yeah. coming <laughs> out? Where is it? People are very, very He's keen on Doom on that.
1: Patrol now. Where, where's the Brendan Fraser? Where these coming back? Come- I know. Yeah. Mm. I can't tell you when it's coming, but if you do want that, take that up with Jess. <laughs> yeah. Add her on Twitter. <laughs> She'll love it. But one thing I do do uh, on Patreon, if people support the show here, is I actually announce what the next book is going to be in advance because even though the point of the show I, when it started was that people didn't have to read the book, a lot of people got in contact saying, hey, I'd love to read it in advance mm-hmm. and then hear you mm-hmm. talk about it so I can understand it even more. Yeah. So as a reward on there, I actually announce the, uh, the, the next week's book in advance which so right. people do want to do that. So that's just one of the rewards. And I also shout out to some people who have told me their favourite book and then we get to judge their choices. Oh, you know,
3: I, like, I like judging people. Sam, this is why I'm here. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> the rest of it I can take a leap. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. nice one, it is. Yeah, to sit That's in judgment like, of strangers. Yeah. This, is,
3: this is what it's all about. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So, uh, first of all, thank you to Stephen Miller for supporting the show, who told me Stephen's favourite book is The Subtle Knife. The first book I read as a kid that I really related to a character. The whole Dark Materials series is still shit hot, but this book... <laughs> It's definitely my favourite. Okay. All
3: right. All right. Steve, I, I haven't read that, but my partner has, and she does like that series, so See, you're all right with You give that. that a tick? I give that a tick. That's all
1: right. You heard it here, Stephen. You get a tick. <laughs> but thanks for supporting the show. <laughs> You've uh, escaped this
2: time. Yeah, you, You've escaped yeah. the island of our judgement.
1: Yeah, right. All right, well, Liam Maroney is up next. Thank you so much, Liam Maroney, who says, his favourite book is 1984. I try and read it once a year. Scary how real some of its elements are becoming.
2: Yeah, I like 1984 mm. as well. But at this point, it's kind of quaint. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of it is kind of quaint because it's like, you know, oh, yesterday's news. We're-, we're changing yesterday's news. And now you can see people being interviewed and they're changing the news mm. as it's coming in like live. In real time. Yeah, you can see a thing happening and then a, a commentator going, that's not happening. Nope, not happening right now. Yep. Yeah, Look
1: away. Uh, so thank you, Liam. It's, 1984 is one of my most commonly requested books, actually, so I'm oh, sure I will okay. get to it someday mm-hmm. soon.
3: Is a good read. Thank you, Liam. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, finally, Zach Llewellyn. Zach Llewellyn, who told me his favourite book, is The Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick. Are mm. you with this at all? Yeah, no. that's, a, that's a
2: novel uh, set in an alternate universe in which uh, uh, the Germans won World War Two. Oh, oh right. it's a TV series now. Yeah. So. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's what it's about. Yeah. Oh, that sounds quite interesting. Yeah.
3: I didn't know it was a, uh, it was a dick book.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, there yeah. you go, Zach Llewellyn. Well, well, I'm going to give that a tick because
3: I do like, I do like dick books. Um, Philip K. tick. Very nice. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Uh, Thanks, everyone, that does support the show, though. It does make a difference to me, and I really do appreciate it. You can go out and buy all these books and things to talk about. And, uh, yeah, get on there at patreon.com slash dogoonpod if you are so inclined, if you are so inclined. But, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. That brings us to the end. Of the episode, What a pleasure. All about Thank The Tempest. You.
3: It's been great.
1: Appreciate that. And so this is the third Shakespeare. So the first author I've done multiple ones of, obviously one of the most influential writers in the English language. And I, I hope to get through more in the future. So if mm. anyone out there would like to suggest a Shakespeare yeah, or anything right. out there, you can click on that little link in the description and tell me why I should do it and I'll, I'll shout out to you. Are there any non-Shakespeare authors that
2: you, you were going to come back to? Come back to, yes. there's I, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of classics where the author's just done one. They're one and done. Mm. Yeah, one and done. A Great Gatsby come... type situation. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. No offense
1: to Tender as the Night, but anyway. <laughs> but that's it. that's the most famous one, for example. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, oh, last week I should, should say I did The Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, yeah. I barely wrote anything after it's that. Yeah, Billy appeared in public. Yeah, True to Kill Mockingbird yeah. is, is another one. So, mm. yeah, but th- uh, I'm definitely going to come back do some more Jane Austen. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Other people, what have I done? I've only done one Charles Dickens and it was the very short Christmas Carol for the Christmas episode. So Mm. I hope to come back and do another one of his longer novels. Christmas Again. You know Charles (laughs) Dickens' Christmas Again? Yeah, Christmas Part 2. Yeah. And then, oh, it's bloody Christmas Again, you know? (laughs) Boxing Day Carol, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. All that stuff. But, yeah, this show only comes out a couple of times a month. So if people have other time and they want to listen to some other stuff, how about we talk about your great podcast, gentlemen, also out on the Planet Broadcasting Network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam Law, you got a new series of Human Ordinary
3: coming I out. I do. Well, some episodes are already so, there. So, yeah, so
1: more and more are coming out. Do yep. you want to tell us what, what can we look forward to in the new series if people aren't familiar with?
3: With Human Ordinary. So my show, it's all audio documentaries. So, uh, um, you know, we try to make stories that are somewhat interesting. But really, like I was talking with a friend about it the other day and this is going to be a great promo for the show. Okay. But (laughs) but the – but the stories are often they're a little bit boring you know because they're just about life okay all right we yep. make, we make documentaries about things that that happen to normal people and uh, everyday experiences and we try to make them interesting and we try to sort of say you know hey we're all connected here you know we're all we're all human
2: sounds you know, very relatable to me yeah
3: nice right. yeah. Yeah. i'm human
1: too that's yeah. right i'm not a
2: half devil half witch <laughs>
3: there you go <laughs> So we've got, um, you know, there's there's stories. is going to be stories about hairdressing and and why we do the things that we do. And yeah. there's sort of like a mystery from Indian Kashmir that I mentioned. And, yeah, yeah, that sounds exciting. The um, yeah, story yeah. about trains. A story I about trains. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. and yeah. train spotters. Yeah, Yep. Mm-hmm. So so that's up. So um, story about uh, uh, crosswords and crossworders. And oh, and that's that's fun. That. I like the yeah. idea of that. That's fun. Yeah, so um, we we got some things. It's going to be a good year. So there's yeah, there's four of us producers and episodes out every two weeks until about November.
1: Fantastic. So human ordinary, highly recommend you guys get on it for something a little bit different on the Planet Broadcasting
3: Network. Yeah. which yeah. I, lo- I love. Yeah, I'm mm. a, bit, a bit bit of that sort of that weird cousin. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, that comes in and always says things in the right in the wrong spot. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. It exactly. comes in and, and
1: everyone else is like. You spend way more time on this than we do. Well done.
2: Well done. <laughs> uh, He's got his little projects. He's building a boat in his shed. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nah, good on him. Yeah. Well, you've got your own little projects, Nick Mason. Also on the Planet Broadcasting Network, the weekly planet podcast. Yeah. Still bloody wanna, going strong. Still bloody going strong. They can't kill it. They can't kill it. Down. I mean, now the, that last Marvel film came out for the, for the time. Yeah,
2: that's... Uh, well... A couple of months. We're gonna, yeah, 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 sure. So, yeah. So, yeah. so
1: the first, well, how do you? The, the first phase. Are the they the
2: called? first. Well, yeah, we've had we've had a few Marvel phases, but Endgame, which which caps off sort of eleven years of Marvel movies, the big saga is over. So now we're going to ramp up to the next big saga. Yeah. Why
1: would Why would we stop? Yeah, why would they? <laughs> why would anyone stop? There's billions of dollars to yeah, be made. Yeah, but
2: we talk about over at the weekly planet. We talk about your big pop culture. Movies, we talk about your superhero movies and your action movies and your big blockbusters and and comic books and occasionally video games and stuff like that. So we have a a bloody good time, yeah. Yeah, Sam's going to be on an episode coming up, I think. Yes, yeah, Yeah. fantastic. That's right,
3: I need to talk to James about that, but yes,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, we look forward to that coming out. And all the uh, the shows we've mentioned there uh, are available at planetbroadcasting.com. That's correct, yeah, well, as a lot of other of our fellow network shows, which I suggest all of them. all a lot of fun and if you want to get a con- in contact with me uh book cheat has a twitter instagram and facebook which is at do go on pod sorry at book cheat pod man <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it's funny when i cycle in and out of doing a bit of do go on today book cheat tomorrow i say the wrong thing all the time so it's at book cheat pod i should say and we're book cheat pod at gmail.com but yeah the main thing if you want to suggest a book uh click the link in the description of the episode and uh yeah tell me why i should do it but until next week i'll say thank you so much for listening and until then, I guess we'll say goodbye.
3: I, I think we should say books forever. Books forever. Books yeah. forever. You're making it a thing. You're bringing it back. <laughs> books forever. <laughs> Woo.
1: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network.
2: Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.